0: Welcome to the third podcast in the um, qi energies or the Wu Yun Lu Qi for 2023. Uh, Today we're going to take a look at the qi energies at play for this first qi period. Remember there are six qi periods throughout the year and today we're going to focus on the first qi period. I'm Dr. Christine Cannon and for those of you just joining us uh, I've been studying the classics now, a deep dive into studying them For about the last five years, I've been a practitioner for 30 years. And so it's been really nice for me to get into the classics and reflect back on so much that I have seen in clinical practice. Um, Now looking through the lens of the classics, specifically chapters 66 through 74 of the Huangdi Neijing. So that's my main source text for these podcasts. I also uh, deeply dive into Peter van Kervel's um, celestial stems and earthly branches or I think it's celestial stems and terrestrial branches book lovely book um, very very helpful in my studies so taking a look at the first Chi period it began on January 20th we're heading into we're about a week out from the midpoint of the qi period it began on january 20th and transitions on march 21st so naturally during this time the host energy the natural energy of the time is the Dui yin or the spring energy and it does feel a bit early it's starting in january but it is the very first qi period that brings us starts to bring us up and out of the winter period and so the natural energy is, is spring, jui yin. And this year, being a gui mao year, the visiting qi for the first qi period is the tai yin. So that's not the easiest of combinations of energies. You know, jui yin is wind, it's spring, it's growth. It wants to come up and out and start creating, you know, for the you know the transition into summer where things kind of mature and blossom. So the energy of spring, the natural energy of the jui yin, is to move. And we know that from wind, right? Tai yin actually is more about dampness. And so that dampness is kind of, you know, sitting on the wind a little bit. And so things feel maybe a little thwarted. um, Things that are typically taking off at this time of year in our environments. You know, it could be our plants. It could be our creative energies. Is it's going to feel a little bit stuck. And that's because of that damp energy coming in from the Tai Yin. And also the other incongruency, if you will, is naturally, you know, the wood energy controls the earth energy, right? So in the controlling cycle of the five elements, you know, naturally it wants to go towards from wood towards earth. And in this case, it's going backwards. And so it's considered a disharmonious uh, combination of energies. So we might see this in our clinical practice as well, in terms of people struggling with exacerbation of dampness, the Tai Yin energies, the you know, the stagnation of qi from the liver being blocked. Um so that we we work a lot with liver spleen disharmony in our clinics, but typically it's more about the liver energy causing issues with the earth energy or the liver energy causing issues specifically with spleen. In this case, it's the other way round. <laughs> it's actually reverse. So you might see, you know, an excess dampness, stagnation in the middle jowl and that is causing an aggravation to the liver chi. and the liver chi is working hard to keep everything moving and it's not doing, you know, it's not working so well. And in our external environment, which is always important to take a look at, the beginning of the year hasn't gone that great, right? We've had that excessive rain in California and that was followed by an extreme cold burst, the jet stream pulling the cold air, Arctic air down, all the way down into Texas and then across into the East Coast where there was record cold temperatures, there was high winds, there was freezing rain, you know, Dallas was having an ice storm and this has all been in the last few weeks leading up to the sort of midpoint, and things will start shifting a little bit. But generally, this first Qi period is going to be a little bit cooler and more damp than what we're used to. In the Huangdi Neijing in Chapter 71, it actually says for this time period, the clouds are condensed in the beginning. The Qi is stern in the beginning. Hence, the water freezes, cold and rain transform. Its illnesses include central heat and distension. The face and eyes have surface swelling. Patients tend to be sleepy. They suffer from stuffy nose, nosebleed, sneezing, yawning and vomiting. So that is all pretty classical language and uh, the joy comes in trying to figure out what is being said. So for example, the first section of this is pretty straightforward. The qi is stern in the beginning hence the water freezes and we a cold and rain transform, which we saw in real life acting out in the climate um, events of the previous few weeks. When it comes to the illnesses, if we talk about central heat and distension, this is basically the dampness chi can't disperse. It can't disperse outward or downward. It's stagnant and co- so it causes this buildup of heat in the middle and then distension, which is a a classic sign of damp stasis in the middle jowl. And then the face and eyes have surface swelling. That's speaking to the tai yin, you know, the organs, the spleen and lung, the lung having trouble dispersing and disseminating fluids. And so it's quite common for the face and eyes to swell, or basically some puffy edema due to a spleen and lung uh, chi not you know transforming the fluids and moving the fluids like they should be and then the patients tend to be sleepy this is another sign of damp stasis and they suffer from stuffy nose nosebleeds sneezing yawning and vomiting and that's where the um, lung energy comes in so basically in clinic what we want to observe is how are people's tai in organs doing like are we seeing this aggravation and damp stasis is the lung chi blocked um, for some reason and it's not dispersing and descending and and basically helping the spleen transform fluids. So we might want to think about using, you know, points like REN17, my go-to points, when I want to uh, support the lungs ability to disperse and descend chi and fluids, I'm going to go towards REN17, Lung 1, Lung 7. The other day in clinic, I used Lung 3 for the first time in forever. Uh, Someone who is having an extraordinary amount of congestion and post-nasal drip. And there's a cough, but we're not sure exactly whether the cough's necessarily coming from the lung itself or it's as a result of the post-nasal drip because she's incredibly mucusy and i live in a very dry climate and she's one of several patients that i've seen in the last few weeks that have had significant nasal congestion ear stuffiness sinus infections it's all pretty much showing up i think kind of like textbook um and then of course the spleen i love spleen 3 uh, liver 13 uh, I love my stomach 36 like any number of like Ren 12 um, for the distension get the chi moving any number of combinations from the spleen channel and also the liver channel get that qi moving help the liver move all that damp well get the chi moving so the damp stasis can resolve as well and then in terms of formulas the ones that come to mind are things like Pingwei san, just a simple four herb combo that transform, aromatically transforms damp and regulates qi. And then Xiangsha Le Junzi Tang, so that's six gentlemen with Mu Xiang and Sha Ren, great to support the spleen and then transform fluids and damp and get the qi moving. And then, of course, the ever useful Xiaoya san, if you are feeling that just getting that liver supported and moving and then the spleen supported that is going to help take care of all the sort of stuckness this heaviness this um, build-up of fluids and the, the resulting chi stasis so that's a snapshot of what we might be seeing in our clinical practices and it's a reflection of what's happening in our environment specifically with the climate And also the other layer that we want to continue to remember is that the celestial qi for the whole year is one of deficient fire. And so just a little clarification here. Um, What that means is it's not a deficient fire, say, as a result of yin deficiency. It's a deficient fire in the element of fire, right? So in, in the heavens, we've got, you know, our, you know, wood, fire, Uh, earth metal and water and in this case the fire element the chi of the fire element is weak this year so if you add that layer into what's happening during these six chi periods you'll you get an added uh, an added layer dimension it fleshes things out a little bit so if we we now discuss the effects of the deficient fire in relationship to this first qi period, which is naturally a wood or wind or spring energy that has the the visiting qi of the tai yin, which is dampness. And we've already got this deficient fire that can't control water. It's almost like a little double whammy. Interestingly enough, the second qi period, the natural qi for the time of the year of March 21st through to May 21st is the Xiao Yin. and the visiting qi this year during that Xiao yin phase is the Shaoyang so it's going to be nice it's going to be warmer um, and the energies are harmonious right we've got the imperial fire being the Xiao Yin, we've got the ministerial fire being the Shaoyang and then the celestial qi of deficient fire is actually going to get a little support from those dual fire energies so that's what's coming next for right now though you know the water the damp the tie-in it's kind it's a little bit problematic in terms of growing i you know where i live i live in a rural community and a lot of people grow their own food and there's farms that supply the farmers markets and different uh, restaurants and stores here in town and just visiting with some on the weekend you know we learned that they're they're sprouts and not they're not robust right now, and it's, it's a sign of the energies of the time, and that is that the tai yin energies are blocking the growth, and then also we have that celestial deficient fire that's not stimulating it's not helping things grow, so things are going to take a little longer than normal, and I've also talked with people who naturally are feeling that it's just not time yet to get their seeds started for the coming growing season and this next qi period that starts showing up in the around about the march 21st time usually you're going to start seeing it about a week before that's when we'll see a lot more movement a lot more growth and it'll be a really ideal time to get things set up for your growing season and then you know as i said always bring it back into clinical practice and you'll probably notice that people are a little bit more energetic getting into that March 21st time period, whereas right now everybody's more than likely feeling a little bit slow. Having said that, we had a doozy of a full moon last weekend, yeah, the weekend before last, just gone, um, it had a harsh aspect to Uranus, which showed up unfortunately in many different ways around the world but also on a very personal level and in clinic everyone was having trouble sleeping and they were waking at three four in the morning wide awake and ready to go and it was just generally a jarring full moon so it kind of in some respects snapped us out of our slumber but i've noticed this past week everybody's gone back into that sort of slow not quite ready to come out of the winter time period just yet so to wrap things up uh, and review the first qi period i think the takeaway definitely is to be patient and also understand that the natural energies of this Qi time this first qi period from january 20th to march 21st is just a little it's just going to be a little slower um definitely try and keep moving yin stretching yin yoga qigong taiji Um, you know just know that you may not really necessarily feel to go like you want to go out and do that you know five mile run or exercise too much but keep things going and this is what i'm doing with my patients encouraging them to get some movement even though they do feel pretty sluggish Um, so you know it's just the natural energies of the time right now and then as we get closer to that march 21st transition we'll naturally start feeling that fire energy a little bit more strongly and things will get moving. And so I think the the key, as I said, I keep on coming back to this word patience and allowing things to be a little slower right now and supporting our liver and spleen channels and organ systems the lung as well you know acupressure acupuncture some herbal formulas you know keep the diet a little bit on the light side avoiding necessarily necessarily damp foods like dairy of course is always a big one um, and you know, just keep the diet a little bit lighter even though we're still kind of in the colder months here in the northern hemisphere we would want to gravitate towards soups and broths and lots of like vegetarian type meals and not too heavy uh, to be in, in, in harmony with the energies right now. So our next podcast will be focusing on the next Qi period. Remember it's the second Qi period of the year. It goes from around about March 21st to May 21st and it's the Shaoyin energies being visited by the Xiaoyang so it's going to be nice and harmonious and a little bit warmer. So until then, uh, be well and take care.